this is Linda Vetus Nichols, and do I have an amazing woman to introduce you to, Dorit Carlson Harpguide. Welcome, Dorit. Hi, Linda. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you're coming live from Norway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All the way recorded. <laughs> the marvels uh, of internet, huh? <laughs> I love that. This has been so cool to discover the whole online world and now having uh, friends around the world. So, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can be close even far away. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you are the queen. You usually say you are the queen of your kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Today it's you are the queen of your dog. All right. So tell me more <laughs> about that. <laughs> Do you happen to have a dog, Dorit? <laughs> oh, I'm more of a collect the whole set kind of a girl. <laughs> Collectaholic dog owner? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dogaholic. Yeah. <laughs> Not even recovering. Just full blown. <laughs> I think my my Facebook uh, status even says that I'm a that I'm a Basenji addict. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've I've been living with that breed for 15 years, wow. uh, and they kind of turned upside down my whole uh, dog experience yeah. um, because they're really unique in their way of of being, and I had to kind of go into more understanding of dogs language and and mm. how to communicate with them in a different way than we do with other breeds so um so yeah uh, it, it really uh, pushed me and I like that so yeah but right if I, if I look down it's just because there's a puppy of course so I yeah she's chewing on her bone all right yeah I, I hoped it was a bone <laughs> <laughs> so how do you say that the, the breed again the name Basenji. Basenji. It's a Basenji, yeah. Basenji, okay. Mm. It's a, it's a 12,000 year old um, national treasure of a breed. So isn't we're that kind something? of. Yeah. No inbreeding. So beautiful. And you, you had once told me that originally they actually, they were such like wild dogs, if you will, that they mm. had them in the zoo in like in the 30s in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, the, I've seen pictures of, of Basenjis in Berlin Zoo in Germany in 1936, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So it's the closest you come to, to kind of like wild dogs mm -hmm. um, in, in our modern world, yeah. Mm, very interesting, mm. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you've had what other breeds in your life, Corgi and... Yeah, um, Pembroke Welsh, Welsh Corgis, uh, Norwegian Boohounds, and Rottweilers have mm. been several of those um, in my life. Cool. Uh, I, I can't remember ever having more, well, having just one dog okay. um, yeah. since I was like 12. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I got I, my, my first little dog. I had her alone oh. for two years before oh. I got my first Corgi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got mine at age five. It was my birthday and my grandma's dog had had pups. So she put a, a little um, uh, dachshund or chihuahua mix um, in a picnic basket and on a train, that poor little thing. And so I was woken up. It felt like the middle of the night. It wasn't. And I was just all grabbed out. So I look in this little picnic basket, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz, you know, like lift this lid. Nothing's in there. Lift this lid. There's a little guy just oh, yeah. <laughs> right, and so um, so 
that was my very first dog and uh we named him Snitzer. <laughs> Snitzer? Snitzer. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And I've got like this picture of him sitting with um a doll from Norway. She had a little Norwegian sweater and she had like real hair and <laughs> had ski poles and skis and she was sitting on his back. <laughs> He would let me he put doll. Yeah, he would let me put doll bonnets on him and everything. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was fun. I, oh. He probably was about four or five pounds. And then um, my my first dog uh, in in like my first marriage um, was uh, a, a Yorkie, and oof, mm. so smart. And boy, could she jump? She could like run right up the tree after the squirrel. She could just from standing go. Boop, and get on the back of the couch, you know, like we had the couch away from the wall. And okay, wow. And you've told me that the Sinjis can actually, um, they're like, what did you say? They're like goats, four year olds. What's what's your other description of them? <laughs> yeah, when you get a Basenji, you just don't you, you don't just get one dog. You mm-hmm. kind of get a, you kind of get a goat uh, and a monkey and oh, monkey. a cat and a sheep. And, uh, and a four-year-old child. Four-year-old, <laughs> yeah, with, with all the fixings, you know, yeah. Um, That's it's, so um, it's kind of uh, interesting and, and challenging and fun and sometimes super time. annoying. And, oh, and yeah. I mean, we literally sometimes don't know if we are punishing or correcting the dog first or taking pictures while laughing I know, you know right they, which is the worst create... thing you can do in training yeah. a dog is or they... a kid <laughs> yeah. not that we train our kids but if you're getting behavior you don't like yeah laughing probably will oh encourage yeah it a bit. <laughs> so we, there is a, a facebook pages full of pictures from people that choose to take pictures before they do anything else because <laughs> they they've they do the most hilarious things. Yeah. 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 I, I love the picture of one of your, I think it was one of the adults. Uh, and um, what is it? Like the front legs bent and the head on the, the big puffy arm of the couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Weird oh, yeah. She was stuff. relaxing. She was sleeping like that. Yeah. Oh my right. Yeah. My that kids have like done weird things that way too. Gone out of juice. She was just like, Eek! you know, on the couch. I was. <laughs> it's like little kids where they're eating their ice cream and they'll, you know, and yeah, they get yeah, a just like that. ice cream, don't even wake up. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I love it. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's see here. Okay. So, dogs trust you, right? So, when was mm. the first time that you kind of had a sense that dogs trust you? Well, I've been around dogs since 1980. Uh, I was 10 years old and I started uh, going to a neighbor, um, an elderly, well, I thought she was elderly then. Yeah, she's, right. like, she's like 90 now. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was uh, a, a dog breeder here in Norway, very, very um, admired, respected, um, one of her best in in. Scandinavia actually on on mm. corgis and on blue hounds oh, she had okay. more than 20 dogs around wow. and several um litters a year and and she was really good with with this kind of of thing mm-hmm. um 
and I learned so much from her mm. uh, about everything. She took me to dog shows and everything. So mm-hmm. when I when I started going visiting her, I had well, you, you get the connections with dogs, you know, right. because they trust you. They they let yeah. you in. They kind of they, um, they they trust you to to treat them nice and to mm-hmm. want what's best for them, you know, what's in their best interest and. Mm-hmm kind of breaks their heart if you if you kind of misuse that trust and and right. treat them treat them badly yeah. yep and when they're bonded to you they're they're very quick to forgive too so yeah yeah they always want to believe the best about you yeah in a way. yeah we learn a lot from our dogs don't we yeah we should <laughs> should learn more with our kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're kind of coming from that place, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, oh, I wish people knew this, this, and this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like even how to pick a good breeder, right? Yeah. What What are some of the, I, you know, I don't know if we've got slides on that. Just real quick, picking mm-hmm. a good breeder. Like what are some of the tips there? Well, if you want breeder. to pick a good breeder, pick someone that is truly and genuinely interested in the breed or breeds that him or or her is working with right um, so they have learned the the traits of their breed yeah you know because all breeds are different so that they know and can teach you mm-hmm. um, what to be aware of when it comes to like training um personalities what are the um you know the the things that they will so certain breeds have certain things you know like black labs for instance they love to fetch and they will mm-hmm. perhaps um, um well find things and carry things and 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 maybe you don't want that uh, we have with corgis for instance they are herd dogs that are herding cattle so right. they would run around and bite ankles to yes. get moving and, right and puppies do that from their like two months old sure, so they would run around and, and and bite our ankles and we had to kind of uh, teach them how how to stop that and yeah. and that's what i mean that a breeder should be able to to kind of tell you how to avoid problems like that yeah um because that's an that's a, a thing that everyone or almost everyone has to to go through you know right uh, so the dogs trust you you get to yeah. trust your dog you know mm. trust that they're not trying to be mean and bite your ankle <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they didn't do it to be mean it was their instinct you know so uh, that's that's what i'm i'm trying to to kind of uh, you're doing know, great make people aware of here that um we can't punish dogs for having instincts that they are born with yeah and that's why i kind of get a little bit you know uh, that i get a little bit upset about uh, all the mixed breeds that are designer yeah. dogs that people <laughs> call them when right? they are bred you know purposely and i don't yeah. like that not because yeah. they're less nice as dogs because they can be wonderful healthy pets for, by all means but when when people mix together two breeds that have completely different instincts mm. just to make a buck because oh my dog is so cute and my friend has a 
this other dog from another breed that's oh he's so cute and and we mix it and we charge a high amount of money because sure. we can you know mm-hmm. uh, and that really really takes me off because these two breeds might have had completely different instincts and and can you imagine having a dog that is bred both to guard and to hunt what what would that feel like in a dog when you are supposed to protect your tribe but also hunt the game it must be a, a terrible um conflict of interest if you know what i mean and, and this bipolar dog <laughs> yeah yeah literally literally yeah. because because it would be this mode this mode <laughs> all the time and and we would see it as behavioral issues yeah you know yeah. yeah oh he's barking all the time oh he's chasing everything oh he's running after leaves and he's you know yeah yeah so um you know, yeah. when another thing we, we talked about earlier was um when we talked the other day how dogs um like if they're barking and and mm-hmm. what we're actually you know teaching them through our behaviors right mm-hmm. so what does that look yeah. like um yeah just you remember what you said right with about like when you go to the door let the dog to the door first all that oh yeah yeah um well we teach our dogs like like so you got a puppy and you want the puppy to behave you want to be the leader of the puppy and you want the puppy to you know obey you of course i mean that's we we want to be the leader and we want our dogs to do what we tell them to right but when you get a dog and the doorbell rings and the the little puppy runs happily barking at the door and you just laugh and you open the door and the little puppy is there jumping up and down, barking its head off. and Nibbling. That's cute when it's a little dog. You know, yeah. a little puppy. But yeah. this dog might end up being nearly as tall as you. <laughs> or, you know, and... Yeah. and um, what what then you know if it jumps up and puts its paw on your on on the visitor's uh, shoulders nearly or, right. or dirt, dirty their clothes or whatever yeah. but anyway um i think when you do that you kind of give the dog the role of the leader because you let the dog meet the people that is coming to visit you get the dog to kind of um decide is this uh, visitor on the outside the door is that friend or enemy is mm. that something that you want to let into the house because you are standing in the background and you're kind of letting the dog take the whole Ooh, decision like you know? yes exactly so you're yeah. kind of setting yourself up for mm. failure you're not really allowing your dog to be a guardian of your home too. No, because you are you are kind of stepping back and and to to the dog that that says without saying a word that here you you check this out you see if this is safe you mm. know mm. and then later in the day you tell the dog to you know go in his basket or whatever and it kind of don't want to do that because yeah yeah because you have already given it. The role of the leader and then right. you want to be the leader again and the dog is like but no i have this higher 
uh, calling now. Right. I'm the gatekeeper, you know, you can't tell mm. me what to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> Isn't so, that kind of a lot like micromanaging? Like, you you know, you give someone an assignment, like say a boss gives an employee an assignment and then pulls that assignment away from them. Like mm. as people, we know how that feels, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. why are we going to do that to our dogs? Bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, what I used to do or what I'm telling my my um, puppy buyers also to do, even though this dog doesn't breed, but it's the way of training, you know, it's just being aware of that is to um, put a sticky note outside the door on the doorbell saying that um, puppy training in, in, in progress, just wait, we'll, we'll be there, you know. Ah. And when the doorbell rings, you don't react. You just sit there and, and you oh. wait for a minute. And then you just calmly get up and, and start walking to the door so the dog doesn't even realize that that Ooh. sound means anything, you wow. know? And then you greet the, do- greet the people. But if the dog comes running because it has, has like experienced this from before. Right, that fills your energy shift. Like coming. Yeah. Then I just tell, tell people to ignore it. Just ignore it. It's not even there until people sit down in the couch or uh, take take a knee and go down on, on the floor and, and, and cuddle the puppy afterwards. But mm. they should greet me and my husband and my kids before they greet the dog. Mm. To not like ah. have some uh, um, expectation nice. of the dog that he is kind of the... That is so cool. Yeah, I remember taking my pups to... Um, the vet and they were in this little box on wheels and in they're like you know going like this and then the the um the secretary or what do they call the receptionist you know was Mm -hmm. trying to pet him and they were like doing the nibble 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 thing and she went like this with her hands to them Mm -hmm. and that was so cool like in like that fast they just totally got it and Mm -hmm. then she was able to pet them it was like whoa yeah the simplest little things and I love that because think how it is like we feel like we owe people to run to our door or quick Mm. answer our phone right you know yeah or answer a text message or you know answer Mm. on messaging in LinkedIn or Facebook right it was like yeah yeah hurry 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 (laughs) respond 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 yeah so when you're not going into respond mode the Mm. dog's not going to go into respond mode I love that that's a tip like I've never ever heard and that's fascinating door that you would just you know kind of ignore somebody knocking on the door ringing the bell yeah well we we can communicate without the dog knowing so I mean nowadays people hardly show up at your door without having a message first you know Mm -hmm. Uh, that's become the new norm here anyway and uh so you can you can just tell them I will I will come answer the door but give me a minute because I, I have to kind of ignore the dog and when when I open don't notice it just and come in ignore and the dog the couch and, and the dog can come to you you know afterwards that's so, beautiful yeah. I know here when you know like package delivery you can put in that like you don't want them to knock you just want them to leave the package outside mm-hmm. um, so it it is an era where we can even communicate something oh, yeah. like that and um, mm. a lot of times my husband and I are on zoom doing a recording and it's about mm-hmm. the last thing we want <laughs> yeah, yeah right when it, 
yeah, goes so, off in the background. And then yeah. we forgot we told that you know everybody that, and so now it's like, why is this package just sitting out here? How come they didn't knock? We have to remember because you communicated that, you guys. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. people really listen to us. Good. <laughs> so just remember. Cool. All right. And so dogs, they definitely adore you. Do you have an adorable story of your dog adoring you? <laughs> so many. Um, I know, right? Yeah. Um, factor. I don't know which one to pick. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> okay. So just pick one. <laughs> just pick one. Whatever's coming up. Um, well, my, my first Basenji Mm. Um, her name was Ayla and I had her for 12 years oh, wow. um, she died well three years ago I think oh, okay. from something called an enlarged heart her mm. heart just kept growing so um, wow. it became hard for her to kind of it was uh, good for the Grinch not for the yeah. dog got mm -hmm. it exactly yeah <laughs> um, so well she was really really special girl and and she was kind of very attached to me mm. um even though I tried to well she, since she was my first Basenji there was a lot of things I didn't know so I kind of treated um, her like I would train the the Rottweilers and sure. and the Corgis and the Boohounds you know yeah um <laughs> that didn't work at all so I had to learn how to communicate with this little weirdo you know and and uh, we just uh, got the best relationship ever and and she was so every night she would come and sit beside my chair on the floor just staring at me with her eyes like you know huge platters and and um, if I didn't notice her or I was busy with something or watching a movie and I didn't see her she yeah. would just kind very gently just palm my my leg yeah just, hey I'm, my I'm shih tzu here, does you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and I would just look at her and like yeah yeah I see you but and then she would be like okay but I really 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 want to be with you you know ramp Can't up you, ramp up <laughs> don't you have some time for me and um and I would just be like I'm, I'm busy here you know I have I could have my laptop on my lap and there wasn't any room or anything and but it always ended up with her on my lap because well and and she would just like come up and not just curl down but she would kind of fall into me oh yeah like, like she would just too. like push herself yeah. into me just like oh I'm finally close to you oh my god you know <laughs> that kind of feeling you know yeah um and so she funny. was just so amazing that little girl everything that she knew I could just talk to her like you talk to a kid and like go to the car we're going for a drive or yeah uh, it's nighttime go to bed and she would yep. trot her down the down the stairs and, and go Love it. go into her room. you know just just things like that she was yeah. just yeah so nice oh. mm those memories yeah that's a toughie that's a long time and then mm. not that long ago right yeah, yeah. Mm, that's hard <laughs> so be aware of imprints we've kind of been alluding to that one um like you're imprinting your dog on how to answer the door you know oh yeah um what's another well you imprinted your dog too 
be in charge of when you'd hold her or not. What's another imprint, um, maybe a common one that new puppy owners <laughs> end up tripping up uh, with? Um, well, for instance, oh my gosh, there is, there is so many. I, when I have litters, I, I used to imprint um, all litters from the age of three weeks, like from day 21, we start. And, and I've had 13 litters of Basenjis now. So wow. my, my people know that. <laughs> and they start asking early in the fall about where, when can we come sniff puppies, you know, because I invite people to my home so there are people here every day from the age of three weeks old puppies oh. to to imprint them to to snuggle with them to um let them experience other people's uh, you know uh, oh. smell and wow. uh, size and socializing and the, yeah the, those kind of wow. imprints oh, are the most true. most um valuable yeah. you can that's give a great them. one for babies yeah. as well oh like, yeah oh yeah so many moms especially with covid like imprinting your baby is like yeah so, so that was that was kind of challenging this spring with the with the litter and and uh, all the mm. restrictions restrictions we had here in norway but right? we we found a way uh, there were masks and there were uh, you know the the anti-backs and uh, people were sitting on the floor in my hallway. They didn't even get let up in my living room. There were just <laughs> piles of people sitting in, in the hallway and I was standing in the stairs, you know, and they were playing with puppies and, oh. and I would have um, anti-back, you know, like tissues and, and wipe the puppies afterwards. <laughs> Antibacterial, yeah, right? And yeah. Wipe the puppies <laughs> just to, to uh, have some... Uh, of these imprints because I know how yeah. very very important they are for the rest of the pup's life because yep. what they haven't experienced before the age of 12 weeks okay they they don't kind of resonate with ah yes so so what we're doing is we're making kind of little pictures or or hooks for them to hang future experiences on Oh, okay. So the more hooks or pictures that I can make for the little puppies yeah. safely and and uh, and fun and comfortable here or when they get to the new homes, mm. the more little um, experiences that they get before yeah. that window closes, the the better the rest of their life will be because they have situations to associate with. Okay. And and when they can associate with something they can um they know how to behave in that situation yeah absolutely. so yeah so for instance if well my second to tell another story my second basenji was bought from an elderly lady in the north of norway she lived alone with nine basenjis in a kind of like an island so there wasn't many people around uh, she was a widower she didn't have any family around mm -hmm. and um uh, she was a um, very good breeder. She's been doing the same breed for 25 years and, and all of this. So I didn't even think about this being a problem. One second, we have a puppy. Okay, there you go. I <laughs> thought she would get 
attached to my wires underneath here. Um, and um, I got this puppy when she was six months old. And already on the way, well, we, we, you know, Norway is quite long and she was living up here and I was living down here. So we kind of drove to meet each other in the middle. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so we, we didn't have to go so far, both of us right. or any of us. <clears throat> but when I got the puppy and we are going on the first ferry boat, this, <laughs> this little puppy was standing on the outside the, the car. We, we took her out so she could go pee. And there was a little dog, a little white fluffy dog barking uh, quite far from us, really. Mm -hmm. And this little puppy got so scared that she almost climbed a light post. She was literally freaked out of that barking. She had never heard a dog bark before. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and Basenjis like, don't bark, is that right? No, Basenjis don't bark. That is so interesting. So... Too. So she had never heard that and that freaked her out. She was literally scared, senseless. And that was just the beginning. Oh my gosh, I worked with that dog. She was, she had never been alone. She, she couldn't be in a, like in a cage. You couldn't leave her for a second without people around. Uh, um, because she's always been there with, the, with this lady. Yeah. At home, Ayla was there from before. So I thought it would be okay. She had company, you know, she had a friend, yep. but that wasn't good enough because when there were people around, when my family was here, she was an angel. But as soon as we left, oh my gosh, you know, and if strangers <laughs> came, she was terrified, she was hiding oh. under the table. She'd never seen strangers. So for us, that was like that she got to know that was yeah. okay. Yeah, but, I printed but, one safe person. Mm -hmm. but but others she was terrified and and mm. so she could like literally start running like in panic if I were out walking and a, and a plastic bag were blowing or uh, there was a, a, a dustbin where it usually didn't was one you know right. uh, yeah. tiny normal things like that would just set her right. off in 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 panic yeah uh, she destroyed so much in here when we tried to to have well i had to go to work and the girls went to school and she would have to be alone for like two three hours in, in that gap you know from right. from me leaving for work and the kids coming home from school yeah um so uh, I ended up having to get like a like a, a daycare for her, you oh, know, yeah. like a like a nanny, and I drove across the city to deliver her at the nanny's every morning, and then yeah. I went to work, and then going to, to fetch her, and then go home. It's like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> one more day. So, so I know the value of of uh, imprints and and what you yeah. what you do with your dog. Yeah, it it kind mm -hmm. of sets the whole tone for the rest of their lives really yeah wow that is mm -hmm. that's really something to be considering mm -hmm.